The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Coffee and cream on Hale Varsity Radio with Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning. That's a nice touch from Weah. Tyler Adams. McKenney. Dest has made the run. Trying to get in behind Hatsafi. Through the sick! Such a round number 20. Um, a teen years ago. And um, to, to be able to take part in this match uh, on my birthday and get get through, I mean, you can't really describe that. You can't even top that, man. So, no, nah, I'm very happy. Um, not many people get to do this, so I'm very grateful. You want to be a hump day guy, I'm a hump day guy. It's Wednesday. That means we're halfway through the work week. Hey, and a win for the U.S. men's national team. A big win for them. I misspoke earlier on, um, I don't know if it was this week or on Morning Dump. I was under the impression they could tie or win to move on, and then I realized yesterday before the game that they had to win to move on in the point structure. I probably wasn't listening. Otherwise, I would have said something. I was just letting you go do your soccer thing because I was still – floored by the fact that you were trying to pick first goal scores and who was going to advance in the knockout round and I think at some point maybe it's a little too late we got to talk about the kits right are we okay with the tie-dye or is that just an old man thing I'm, okay I'm not a it. big uniform guy but I was looking at those again yesterday and I was like what are we doing I like the spray paint in the hair yeah, I mean, each is all. Whatever. Look good. Look good. Play good. I don't. I'm not. I'm not going to knock the hustle. Hey, I'll tell you what though. This game was so crucial for soccer fans here in the country because it, this is the furthest we've seen this this team go in a long time. You ever and played I, a mean game of knockout? And I. What's up? Have you ever played a mean game of knockout? <laughs> in basketball. <laughs> I, I've also played World Cup in soccer. Do you know what that is? I do. Yeah, I've played that too. I've never been to the actual World Cup. Who knows? Maybe someday that will change. But they needed that win to move on, and a much-needed win I was alluding to for the fan base because people back here have invested so much into this U.S. team already. Like, And I'm looking at it more from a betting perspective because – 84% to 92% of the money on yesterday's Iran-U.S. game was on the U.S. And that just goes to show what the buy-in is like from the fans back here in the States. Yeah, and how about, how'd you like to be Greg Berhalter? I mean, you're thinking to yourself, I took over this bad boy, what, three or four years ago? And it was in shambles. And now all of a sudden he's got them with – the opportunity to advance uh, this weekend, and it's like on the biggest stage. For you, I please tell me everybody saw this coming. 
young, inexperienced. 24-year-old. No caps. I mean, what are we doing? That was the average age, 24. Uh, no, and, ain't no hill for a climber, right? Something, though, that I have noticed early on with this group is that they're very explosive at the start of the game, and they lose a lot of energy as the game goes yeah, on. It's, a, it's an athletic, young, fit bunch. And I think even when I, I – yeah, I did call you, like after the first goal and – and you weren't the only person because I was checking on social media. Everybody had trepidation about the second half because we have seen over some, and over. We have seen some get away from the national team mm-hmm. before, and, and nobody was comfortable even at the half. Which I get it. Second I, half soccer for the U.S. has been clear balls. <laughs> like get the ball out, clear. Like just, just, just get it out. And but, it, but at least the way that the game went, Iran had to unpack. Watching that first 25 minutes like the pitch was slanted was driving me crazy. I mean, I love it, right? but I'm like... Well, and you called me, and the reason you called me is even funnier because we sat here, and I told you I am going to bet Pulisic to score in the U.S. money line. No, you didn't set the stage right. You asked me about multiple goal scores. And I said, "Oh, I said, should I bet Sergeant yeah, Way, Way, yes, or Pulisic?" Yes. And we finally wound. And I kept saying, ah, "I don't know." And then you went with Pulisic, and I was like, "I don't know." Like, you're like, you're like, no, I don't like, see. I don't know, man. That's a lot of pressure. And the lights flickered. at VC flickered, <laughs> like and an, I, a and real flicker. Like right, it went like dark and then came back. <laughs> and I looked, and it did it again, twice, like mm-hmm. bang bang. Well, because we said. Polisic, it flickered, and we're like, I said, look, that's a sign from the gods yeah, to do it. Flickering. And you're like, no, it's not. And, and then it, it flickered it again. again. <laughs> and I go, oh, you got to play that. Uh-huh. And we did. And <laughs> so when he scored, all I said to you when I called was, are you kidding me? <laughs> we went down. We, we, He was the fourth option. Mm-hmm. If we waited for the lights to flicker. Right. And we're like, oh, gosh, you got to play that. I'm like. Do I need to drive the Council Bluffs? So when I called, and I think you were listening to it, you'd just grab lunch, and you're like, wait, what? Well, because you said, are you kidding me? And at first, I'm like, what would I be kidding? So I called (laughs) immediately, but full disclosure, I didn't know it was going to be reviewed. I thought Mm -hmm. it was offsides real time, but I didn't see the flag. So I was like. Oh, we're good. Oh, okay. And then it it went to replay, and I was like, (laughs) and you're like, oh "Oh, boy, I may have to hang up on him. (laughs) But, I mean. Yeah, we, we, and obviously, when you look back at that play, he was way behind the ball. Yeah. I don't know. Now, the, the way a goal, like, was he offside? That's yeah. up for debate. You're talking about at the end of the half? Yeah. yeah. Well, and the reason I say that is because for those, everybody out there that may or may not know the rules of soccer all too well, all you have to do is wait for the ball to be played. Played. And... Yes, it was still on. I can't remember whose foot. Was it Pulisic who passed it? I can't remember at this point. On the initial cross? On, uh, I no, can't remember. It was, it was the through ball. Oh, the through ball. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, eh, gosh, it was so close. But Iran did a great job of. Iran, number whatever. Well, I, I know it is. It's I know, one. I know it's it, not one. I know it's pronounced Iran now. I don't know if you saw. Uh, uh, Iran, the, Iranians. Iranians? That's what I. That's why I don't understand yeah. the pronunciation. It's Iran, and I want to get it right. I, I do too. I don't want anybody saying USA. <laughs> no, I'm <laughs> USA. I'm. 
Well, that's the equivalent. Why, why, you make, I, I'm already insecure. Why are you laughing? I you think it's funny. I, I, never thought, I never thought about US. Hey, man, if you don't love it, leave it. Hey, go Hawkeyes, too, by the way. If you don't love it, leave it. USA, Still number one, one. Greatest lines uttered by a quarterback ever. Oh, man. So, Pulisic gets the goal, also injured on the play. Yeah, pelvic. And then goes to the hospital, doesn't come out at halftime. Says he'll be straight, though, for this weekend. I can't imagine he, I, I, he wouldn't play, I even if know. like he was on one leg. Like He would still find a way to play. You'd think. Um, I don't know, man. T- tough sport. It is a tough sport, but... It's a, it's, a lot, it's a lot more physical. A lot of though. eyes right now on the World Cup. Far... Uh, spot for the U.S. to get to, and he doesn't want to be. Oh, and I'm not saying him not playing is the reason the U.S. doesn't move on, but it's a big reason. We're in the knockout row. Yeah, it's a big reason at this point. How about uh, in net, Matt Turner? Matt Turner, uh, he was he's been great, but man, I was oh goodness, I, no, on the edge of my seat a lot when he came out of the goal. And so, how about his story? Like, oh, the Fairfield University not top ten story? Yeah. <laughs> Like, he got cut. He had to walk on. Uh-huh. He wasn't good. And, and, then, he and then he lets the goal in, like if yeah. you remember the not top ten play. And he's now on the biggest stage of the the world mm-hmm. and has yet to give up. Yeah, I can tell, though, there is some, oh, some nerves shaking. in that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You, you can definitely see that. But Matt Turner's been excellent so far for the U.S., men's national team, and that's why they're in the round of 16 right now against Netherlands. Say Game that. Saturday at just, 9 a.m. Just say that out loud. Round of 16. Yeah, that's cr- it's crazy. Round of 16. Given this team's inexperience. Nobody expected them to get out of oh, the group stage. That's, although, I do think, you know, the soccer guys or gals probably looking at me like, well, we did like the draw. Because I do think some people mm-hmm. like the draw. But it was hard for them to be confident about the next step. I'll tell you what, and not like it would have mattered all too much. Maybe, well, you avoid tiebreakers, but the tie against England was huge for the U.S. team. And I think it was a confidence booster not only for the team, but for the fans as well, knowing that you took down the team that was supposed to move on out of the stage no matter what. Yeah. And now you set yourself up in position to get out of here just with a win. You don't even have to worry about how many goals you score anymore. You don't have to worry about any of the other tiebreakers. You win this, you're out. Hey, and listen, and the story you're telling, especially about Turner, I mean, we are talking about he wasn't even drafted in Major League Soccer. That's also true. He went also un- true. undrafted. But I like it. You know. Are you an MLS guy? No. I'm not either. But I, I mean, full disclosure, you know, I, I do like soccer just mm-hmm. because I spent – Probably from 94 till 2007, like being very, very, very interested. Mm-hmm. Now, it was mostly from the women's side, but. And how could you not be? But I had to, but I had to, I was kind of, fudge, I was inundated with it. It was just like everywhere. And mm-hmm. so, you know, uh, who were all these guys training with my then wife? Mm-hmm. It's like, I mean, you're traveling. It, it was just part of it, so I, I had to figure it out. So I, from there, I just, I just kind of like it because what I, what I figured out is, I'm going to say this out loud, it's a much more physical sport than, you, than it looks, I think. I know the gamesmanship and 
and, you know, drawing penalties. I get it. I get it. It's not always aesthetically pleasing. But winning balls in the air, landing on the ground, aerial tactics, stuff like that, that's that's deceptively physical. Do you think if the World Cup was moved to every two years that it would become less enticing to watch for soccer fans? Yes. Or just fans in general? Uh, uh, Yes. I I think so, too. I think the wait period matters. I know there are a lot of diehard soccer fans out there. And call in if you, if you want to touch on, you know, the U.S. men's national team, 888 I had to go back and reference. I just got to say it over and over again. I'm, I'm, I'm You'll gonna, eventually get it down. You think? I think so. I don't know. Dollar Bill is going to probably think, like, you're so good with numbers. How come you can't remember our <laughs> telephone number? And I'm going to be like, Bill. Have you not seen my cell phone? Yeah, I don't it. pay attention yeah, to numbers. That's it. I look for names that pop up on my Al- phone. Although there's probably six or – I bet I know probably 12 numbers maybe mm-hmm. in my phone. 13 I, maybe. I could give you my family's. I couldn't give you my dad's because he got de- a new one. I definitely know my mom's number. I know both of them. I couldn't even give you Ashley's. Mary Kate and Ashley. <laughs> now, going back to what I was saying, though, so you think – that going to two years would be a bad thing in regards to probably what viewership at this Correct. point. And I mean, as, we, as we, we were saying, wait for this thing. Right. And as we were saying, it's not a knock to soccer fans. I know a, a lot of diehard soccer fans out there that would like this every year. Or oh, would every, they? I, don't I just know. maybe not. I, I maybe, don't, uh, maybe the prep time wouldn't wouldn't align. Fiscally, do you think it would work? I do not. No, because not. when you play over in Europe and the Premier League and whatever other league that. These guys are playing in, whether it's MLS or – there's a smattering of others. UEFA. But you – having it every two years, there would be interest outside. right away, but I think it would get old for the mass audience because it's not something that they're highly anticipating when it comes back around. No, I, I would – I'm going to be inclined to agree with you. I don't love it, but every now and again you make some <laughs> pretty salient points. Dang it! Is that how this show is going to work? I – you can agree with me every now and then. No, probably not. <laughs> yeah, no. actually, I kind of do sometimes. <laughs> and I go home, you know, and it kind of bugs me. I'm like, I can't believe I agreed with AR. Well, it's not a bad thing. Well, it just depends. <laughs> yeah, I mean, unless you're agreeing with me that Cliff Kingsbury's not on the hot seat. <laughs> well, I, now that I still can't believe. Hey, by the way, you realize they won in spe- they lost in spectacular fashion again <laughs> on Sunday. But Cliff's your guy because he wears those great flat fronts, and he's a good-looking guy. Seven million dollar home. Well, it has nothing with, with a fireplace in the middle looking. of the floor. <laughs> well, I mean, light <laughs> gravitates to light, don't they? Oh, stop. Uh, let's transition to well, k- kind of as we're going to probably transition to Matt Rule. Like apparently gravitates towards like because he's going with what is familiar to him as he's putting together his stuff. Okay, fair, fair enough. How about that? How about that? Catch me outside. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way, she's rich. Yes, she is. It's insane how much money she has. <laughs> you're coughing so much, you're laughing. I can't hard. knock the hustle. <laughs> I cannot knock the hustle. Isn't it amazing what social media can just do? Yeah. Like, out of nowhere. Have you not seen Jake Paul? Well, I, I've seen them all. I mean. <laughs> I've seen all the Pauls. Wowzer. Uh, yeah, social media is social media's powerful. Social media is king. If used correctly. Hey, Oshan Mathis uh, is leaning toward going to the NFL draft, yeah. which – could be could be a loss. Could be looked at as um, a good thing for him to just take that next step at this point. But with what you saw on the football field this year, 
Recorded 50 tackles this season, had five tackles for loss, three and a half sacks. His best season coming in 2020 uh, when he was at TCU. Do you think because of his intriguing athleticism and his ability to change directions quickly is something that NF teams, NFL teams are yeah, admiring he's, at he's, this point? He's, he's got good bend. Uh, he's got a good upper body. He's very light. But do you th- also the think waist? that it would benefit him to stay another year? I don't know. Like, I think for him, it's learning to play hard all the time. Uh, you know, you kind of watch tape, and he'll make some splash plays. Now he's kind of wondered why he didn't play more. You know, because I think he's a guy that would would have some factors in terms of if you're grading him. We I would I call them factors. Um, but it's not it, – it just was a consistency standpoint. So I wondered, like, how long and how hard he could play to give him a chance to play at that level. You know, because I always tell people, and, and I think this was fairly um, – is a lot of how I approached it. As a guy that lost his job as a starter and kind of situationally had to always be ready, even though I was playing on every special team, some guys – it's easy to spell the man. Some guys, it's easier to be the man. And maybe for him, it was easier to spell the man because, you know, 65, 70 snaps is not for everybody. And it's a mindset. And I think for him, he's got to ramp his way up to that in terms of playing hard all the time. But he does have some tools that I think the scouts will take a look at. Primarily his bend, He's right? Got good bend. Because he kind of he, he he hit his peak in 2020, and then he kind of fell back down and leveled out. And I wonder if that is going to be looked at as kind of like a knock on his on his charts going into say the combine or you know team camps and things like that. Yeah, I just I I wonder with that. I it's it's always easier to enter the NFL off a high, right? And that's kind of what Trey Palmer's doing right yeah. now. It's stock. Stock extremely through the roof. He finished with extreme. 71 receptions, over a thousand receiving yards, which was a school record in regards to mm-hmm. single season receiving yards. He also had that single season um, yards in a game, reception yards in a game at against Purdue. Added like nine touchdowns to his total. You know, he's a tall wideout with home run speed, a knack for making huge plays. This is this is something that. NFL teams really desire. Yeah, so what I'm kind of hoping is, is I'm hoping that everybody that declares for the NFL draft that's from the University of Nebraska does well because you talked about social media and how it works and word travels fast. You want Nebraska to get back to, and they're coming off a good year with Cam Taylor-Britt and, and JoJo Doman and Austin Allen and some of these guys, Huskers and the pros. You want to keep being able to say that to attract the talent that you need to get there, especially if you're if you're having a coach that's got a staff who, you know, 75% of them have some NFL experience or will have had some NFL experience by the time he probably gets done putting together his staff and is known for development, you want to make Nebraska an attractive place to be. So anybody that wants to go pro, I'm cheering my brains out. Hey, go do the darn thing. And, you know, to start the year, Palmer was a sleeper when it came – to the 2023 NFL draft. Kind of an unknown, right? right. He, didn't have, he never was a full-time starter, was never wide receiver one. But everybody knew the didn't program a, that he d- came out didn't of. Didn't have a ton of catches, you know, had gotten benched, thought he was primarily just a special teams guy. Yeah, And like, now being a special teams guy just 
adds to had, his arsenal of weapons. He had a fantastic year, and I think he actually found a way to flourish even though the wide receiving core, in my opinion, had a little bit of a drop-off once Coach Joseph was named the interim head coach, mm -hmm. in my opinion, in their totality. I also think what a great job he did whenever backups were in the game because Casey was hurt. Yeah. Like, the, you know, when you get a backup quarterback coming into football thought, games, it, it's normally – there were a couple of games where he would come to the uh -huh. sidelines and my man was – frustrated. Mm. But he would but end with, what, one catch, six yards? Yeah. This and game, had some early targets and right? just couldn't kind of get off to but, a good start, but I get it. But once Nebraska realized throwing him the football is a good thing. Football, football. Touchdown! Down the stretch of the season, he just kept continuing football, to go football, off. Football, PFF's football, football. Michael Renner ranked Palmer as the 95th overall prospect on his latest big board, which puts him relatively in the third round if picks went directly in that order. Mm. If the NFL draft was today, here's our poll question of the day, and we want you to vote at Hale Varsity Radio on Twitter. H Varsity Radio is how that's spelt. If the NFL draft was today, what round would Trey Palmer be drafted in? Would it be the first, second or third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh undrafted? What do you think, DB? Uh, I'm going to go with the second round. So you like answer number two, second, third round. I, I kind of knew that was the ballpark people would favor, but – I also have seen before receivers that have supposed to have gone in the second round, third round, and have ended up going in the fifth round. Yeah. So I mean, it's tough. I mean, people evaluate some of the drops, but they're he's going to do well in interviews. He's a real likable guy. Uh, he's a team guy. He's going to say the right things, and he's talented. I, I, I think he's a second-round guy. You mentioned drops. Also, a little bit of physicality issue there too that teams are kind of looking at maybe in more detail because it, it, it's something that you know once you get to the NFL you really need to block right and what's his pass blocking like or uh, run blocking right like excuse me uh, but on top of that even creating space against physical DBs is going to be something that yeah. he's going to have Trying to, to mature on I agree that's actually a pretty good distinction I, I, I kind of like that but all in all much of Palmer's game is predicted on his athleticism and it, it, it's for good reason. You know, he had he has unreal track speed. That's why he was a state champion in high school. If there, if there is such a thing for TP, how about being deceptively fast? He strikes me as a guy that doesn't look near as fast as he's moving. And that's just such a big gift to his game because not only is he deceptively fast, but he's also deceptively smart, and his vision is fantastic when it comes – to like a DB maybe prepping for a fade, yeah. this is when he'll make you pay underneath. And he can play all three positions too, which I also like. He can play the X, the Z, and he can play in the slot too, so that's going to help. As we look toward the rest of the show, we'll continue with the Big Ten wrap. We'll start with Scott Docterman next. He covers Iowa football for The Athletic. Later on, we'll talk to Matt DeMarinas of Creighton Basketball. And then a little bit later on, we'll hit up our Illinois beat reporter but going back to just this for our final minute here in the segment db you look at where the huskers are kind of laid out here with new head football coach matt rule we have just under a minute i want to ask you if you had to make a prediction how many huskers do you think are going to head to the draft solely because it's to a point to where they just are, are ready to go and don't want to have to worry about adjusting molding to a new head coach mm. I don't know. That's a tough question. Uh, less than five. You know, Garrett Nelson's a guy that I look at as a, as a tweener type. I, I, less, less than. 
less than four. Okay. Less than three. So if the over-under was set at three and a half, you would take the under? That's a, that's, a, that's a good line, Mr. ATS. I'm still geeking about kind of some of the stats. Yeah. Big recruiting element there, and we'll get into that yeah, either today Barclay, he's gonna be the guy. or tomorrow. Coming up next, Scott Docterman of Iowa Football here on Coffee and Cream, powered by Currency.